Hallelujah. We today we're going to talk about the attitude, the hard attitude. You're giving hard attitude. Hallelujah. You see, um, yeah, I gave, I've been giving, but you know, but how come? How come is 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 an issue? How come I don't see? How come I don't see? Uh, I don't see the harvest. Well, someone is saying I've been praying. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see the answer to my prayers. The attitude with which we give is very important. The heart attitude. So that's what we want to talk about today. That's what we want to talk about today. The hard attitude as they were giving. Because if we don't have the right hard attitude, you know, we'll be wasting time. So let's, uh, let's get ourselves properly aligned. Now, um, we all know that when we pray, the Bible says, all right, let's go to Mark chapter 11 first. So we want to talk about the heart attitude of giving, the attitude of our hearts, the condition of our hearts as we give, because it's very important what your heart condition is, your heart attitude is, so that you can get results. Now, um, Mark chapter 11, I think I've already from 23 to the end. Hallelujah. You see, if you have faith in God and do not doubt, truly I tell you, whoever says this mountain be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says is, he has whatever he says. For this is I'm telling you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that is granted you in. You will get you will get it. I believe that you receive and you and you and you have it. Now, this is where I'm coming to 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop. Leave it, let it go, in order that your father who is in heaven may also forgive your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father, your father in heaven, forgive your failings and shortcomings. Now, Jesus was teaching about prayer here. That's what he was teaching about. Now, you know, prayer is part of our worship. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Now, giving is part of our worship. Mm -hmm. Giving is part of our worship, just like prayer is part of our worship. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the hard attitude, our hard attitude in giving. And Jesus said here that if we, we pray with an unforgiving heart, our prayers are not heard. Okay. He said, you don't forgive, you will be forgiven. So now, with that setting, we've established that you cannot get your prayer answered if you're not, you know, and prayer is a form of worship if you do not give with a heart of love. You cannot entertain unforgiveness 
and say that you're giving because then you will be going through motion, but really you're not making any progress. All right, so with that then, let's go to Luke's Gospel chapter six and, and verse uh, 37 to 38. Hallelujah. It says, judge not, neither pronouncing judgment or, and not subjecting to censure, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and, and pronounce guilty, and you will not be condemned and pronounced guilty. Acquit and forgive and release, give up resentment. Acquit and forgive and release. That is, give up resentment, let it drop, and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Give, and gifts will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will they pour into your bosom, formed by the bosom, will they pour into your bosom. For with the measure you deal out, with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others, it will measure back to you. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, we determine the measure of our blessing, but most importantly, most importantly, it says there, that, uh, if you give forgiveness, you get forgive you get forgiveness back. Now, then it ties that you know with 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 your gift. I mean, there are some translations that actually you know um, merge those two verses together, so that we can see the continuity. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look for it. So there we see there that 37 and 38 are, are connected. Basically, the point I'm trying to establish here is this, that we must have a forgiving heart, a heart of love. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because that is what God requires from us. Amen. That is what moves God. You give out of a heart of love, not uh, out of, uh, well, you know, let me just do it. No, no, no. It's not like that. It won't work that way. Yeah, so um, when my trying says this, judge not and you shall not be judged, condemn not and you shall not be condemned, pardon and you shall be pardoned. Give and gifts will be given to you. He puts semicolon after pardon. He says this is the same thought. He says you forgive, you are forgiven. You give and gifts are given to you. And we say that giving is a form of worship that if you give with a heart of love where there is no clutter, you are actually doing yourself a favor. Amen? Amen. So then, <clears throat> that's the first thing that we've established, that you give with a heart of, you know, a, 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 a clear conscience. You give with a clear conscience. You can't be saying that, well, you know, this and that, and then you say, I give. No, you give with a clear conscience. And then number two, you got to give joyfully. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You got to give joyfully. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8. 
read that from verse 1. You can read the whole chapter. It's a very good one. He says, we want you, we want to tell you, Father brethren, about the grace, the favor of God, which has been evident in the churches in Macedonia, arousing them in, in them the desire to give alms. For in the midst of an ordeal of tribulation, severe tribulation, the abundance of joy, the abundance of joy, and the depth of poverty together have overflowed in wealth of lavish generosity on their part. For I can bear witness, for as I can bear witness, they gave according to their ability, yet beyond their ability, and they did it voluntarily, begging us most insistently to, to, to the favor and fellowship of contributing in the ministration of the, of the, for, for the relief and support of, of, of the saints in Jerusalem. Nor was this gift of theirs merely the contribution that we expected, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and to, and to, his, and to his agents by the will of God, entirely disregarding their personal interest, they gave us, gave as much as they possibly could, having put themselves at our disposal to be directed by the will of God. So much so that we, we have all Titus that as he began it, he should also complete his beneficent and gracious contribution among the church at Corinth. Now, as you are bound and excel and are at the front in everything, in faith, in expressing yourselves, in knowledge, in all zeal and in all love, of, in, and in your love for us, see to it that you come to the to the to the front now and abound and excel in this gracious work of alms giving also. Hallelujah! I I give this not as an order to dictate to you, but to prove by pointing out the zeal of others, the sincerity of your own of your love also, for you are becoming prog progressively acquainted with and recognizing most strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His kindness, his, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing in that though he was so very rich, yet for our sex he became so very poor, in order that his poverty, by his poverty, you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. Amen. Amen. Now, first and foremost, he says these people in current, first and foremost, the first thing they did was they gave of themselves to the Lord. That is, their life was a total surrender to God. They gave of themselves to the Lord. You see, because if you don't, God will say, I want to part with that $10. You say, well, uh, Lord, let's negotiate. Um, all right, I think I want to buy something with this $10. Maybe I, we can split it half and half. Hello, you see that? He said they first gave of themselves. When you give of yourself to the Lord, then whatever he says to do what, do it. According to John 2 verse 5. Whatever he says to do, do it. They did what? They first gave of themselves to the Lord. Amen? Amen. They gave of themselves first to the Lord. That is the beginning. Because when you give of yourself to the Lord, when God talks about forgiveness, you, you, do, you do so. They gave of themselves first to the Lord. It's total surrender that makes it easy for us to be able to say, I can part with some, something that the Lord blessed me. You see, 
If you say that what you have is yours, you're mistaken. That is where the problem is because you're going to say it is mine. Or some people say, I work for it. Praise God. But God gave you the breath. He gave you the health. You know, the easy thing to do is to say, Lord, all that I have is yours. Mm -hmm. Why? Because all that he has is us. So when you say part with what you have, then you willingly do so, knowing fully well that he knows what you have left. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So you must give of yourself first to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because then when you give of yourself first to the Lord, all that you have is the Lord's. In the first place, we came with nothing to this world anyway. And so then, if you give of yourself to the Lord, then you are willing, then it is easy to part with what he has blessed you with. As a matter of fact, this time of COVID is a very good opportunity to store up riches for yourself in heaven. Amen. Because every blessing you are, God keeps record. The day you need it, he will make sure that it gets to you. A person who is a blesser, okay, blesser, as you're always willing to bless, <laughs> you will not lack. Amen. It's Amen. God's guarantee. It's God's guarantee. So he said, they gave, they gave of themselves first, and then they gave, and not only that, he said, for in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, they gave of their abundance, you know, that uh, the abundance of joy and the depth of poverty overflowed in wealth of gener lavish generosity. Now, in the proving of trial, they choose, I'm not going to go down with this nonsense. I am going to rejoice in the Lord. Somebody said, how do you rejoice in the Lord? Well, just begin to praise him. Amen. Begin to remind yourself of God's goodness in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, thank him for what he's done in the past. Mm -hmm. remember, the, remember the good what God did for you in the past. That becomes a signpost for, for you to see his glory in the present. Amen. So mm -hmm. these people going through a tough time, they decide we're not going to go down. And no, I'm not going to go down with this. I'm just going to praise the Lord because I know my Redeemer lives. I know my Redeemer lives. And because my Redeemer lives, he has brought me out of this situation. So, Lord, I just want to praise and thank you. Amen. I want to magnify yeah. your name because you're good and your message forever. I Amen. thank you, Lord, because we've been endured for the night. Our joy comes yes, in the morning. Father. I thank you, Father, because you never leave your own. You thank say, never leave your own. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify your name. Thank you, Lord, Lord Almighty, because your word says you never leave your own. Your word says that you are always there to me. I thank you for yes, out. I praise you. Thank you because you thank did it before you blind again. I give you glory. I give you glory. I praise you and I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot do that and still remain in a way down. You see, they did that and they choose. They did that and they choose what as they as they began to, to rejoice in the Lord. Guess what? They said, you know what? We are we don't have if we keep what we have, it's not gonna take us there. So I'm just gonna derive joy in giving what I have to the Lord and see 
Well, the Lord will not take me out of where I am to where I need to be. Amen. You see there? He says, for in the midst of an ordeal of severe tribulation, things weren't easy for them. They say, you know what? I'm just in an, the depth of poverty. They were not, they didn't have that much. But they combined that that joy in the Lord with that giving. And God took note of it. Amen. He made the pages of the Bible. Amen. He said, you are flowed in a world of lavish generosity. Amen. Now, God is not, you know, is not going to say, oh boy, you're so good. Uh, you know, good, good, good. I'm just going to forget about you. Amen. No. God rem- will remember you. God remember them. When you read that passage, you see there that he says you give in proportion to what you have. He didn't say to give what you don't have. Somebody says, I don't have. No, no, God does not leave you with nothing. Yeah, as American English, God does not leave you empty. He gave the Zarephath woman the last meal that she, she could sow into Elijah's life to turn things around for her life. Amen. God does not leave you without a seed. Let me say that again. God does not leave you without a seed. Amen. So when you think that, boy, you know, it's terrible, it's terrible. No, 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 no. It is not terrible. So strike that word from your, from your mouth. You are a child of the Most High God. Amen. I commend, you know, I commend the whole chapter to you. You see that you see Paul talks about the father, you give him proportion. Because God knows, you see, you give him proportion to what you have. So that's why, that's that's why you find that you find that you find that a tithe is is a tenth because it's in proportion. Amen. A tithe is a tenth. Is in proportion. You don't give. You see, that God knows what you have. That's why He set it up. It's, it's a proportion, and He cannot forget forget you. So we said you must give with a clear conscience, as forgiveness. We said number two, and for that should have been number one. First, give of yourself to God. Remember that what you have is not yours, it's the Lord. He gave it to you. You are a steward. And God requires that we become good stewards. And, 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 and so when you give up your life to God, that everything that he has that you have is his, then it's easy for you to part with it when he asks you to. Listen, money is the elementary thing of the kingdom. You can see one million today, tomorrow you might, not, you might develop wings and fly. That's why people commit suicide in the world because they put their heart in their money. But money is a tool for a blessing. Whatever God gives you, not just money, is a tool of blessing. Okay? So use what is given you to be a blessing and God will bless you in return. 
What we're saying is your heart must be right. Don't do it grudgingly. Chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, chapter 9. You must have, your heart must be right, okay? Don't do it grudgingly now. You don't give grudgingly. You do not give grudgingly. All right, we read there from verse 6. He said, remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessing may, may come to someone will also reap generously with blessings. You see that? You sow generously that blessing may come to someone. God says, you are my man, you are my woman. I am going to make sure you're my daughter, you're my, you're my, you're my, you're my son, right? I'm going to make sure that blessings come to you because you give cheerfully. As a matter of fact, any opportunity to give to, to be a blessing to somebody or the spreading of the gospel, you should rejoice because God has something waiting for you. A bountiful harvest. Amen? He says, let each one, he said, now, a bountiful harvest cannot come if you if you are stingy. He said, give generously. So the point here is give. Number one, you got to give, you know, willingly. And generously, number two here in this particular chapter is give generously. Because if you want blessing to come to somebody, guess what? That blessing returns to you. Remember, we are reading one of the, one of the I think the second meeting or so that a Proverbs eleven seventeen. A kind, merciful, and generous man benefits himself, for his deeds return to bless him. So when you bless somebody, you are blessing yourself. Amen. Put it out in bold letters. So if you are selfish, you are delivered now. That if you know in bold letters, he said, "Hey, listen. If I bless somebody, I'm blessing me. That will help get selfishness out of you." Amen. Amen. <laughs> so so next time. Next, next time somebody, you know, God said, bless somebody. Don't sit down and think about yourself. All right. Let each one give as he made up his own mind and purpose in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully or in under compulsion. For God loves, takes pleasure in that verse 7. Prize above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, prompt to do it giver. Just prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. You see there? You must be, you must do it cheerfully. You must do it promptly. Your heart must be in your giving. And guess what? God cannot abandon you. Amen. He takes pleasure in what you do. And he said he is unwilling to abandon you because he takes pleasure in what in your giving. God takes pleasure in my giving, so he's unwilling to abandon me. Say that to yourself. God takes pleasure in my giving, so he's unwilling to abandon me. And God is able to make all grace, every favor come to. God is able to make all grace and every favor come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances, whatever they need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid. Or support and furnish in abundance for every good one charge every donation. He says you make sure that abundance comes to you no matter what you have enough. No matter what you have enough. Uh-huh. He said you make sure. This is God speaking now. 
He said he will make sure. He said he will make sure. He said, well, make sure that every good comes your way. Mm-hmm. Now, if God says that, I think you better agree with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should argue with that. All right, I'm sending somebody for you to bless. And then a the person comes to you and says, well, you know, maybe he didn't even say anything. Well, God didn't say anything, you know, he didn't send me to bless you. You just stop your blessing. Now, supposing that the woman at the, at the, at the, at the Zelophehad woman in First Kings seventeen did not give Elijah the water and the cake, would her would job all run out? Of course, yes. You see, because she would have been looking at what was left. Well, we just have a little, a little, a little to, to, to go with. He would have been looking, she would have been looking at that. But God said, give to Elijah. Give to Elijah. You see there? And she did. And God did. And God made sure that she never ran out. I remember, you know, years ago, I I spoke to a brother. And uh, I said, I was just praying. God said, I was just praying, God said, uh, you know, you should bless me. I said, I never even thought about you. Well, you know, brother, I argued. I said, well, why don't you check with God? I'm not, I'm not, I, I wasn't thinking about you. When he checked with God, he came by and said, you know what? The Lord told me that two weeks previously. And I said to him, the Lord said, when you do what it, you know, when he said, bless me, he said, you will not lack until, you, until the rain returns. He was out of work. Now, listen to me. He was out of work. God made sure that he took care of him until he was back at, at his job. That's what we're talking about here. Like, you know, giving joyfully, giving willingly. And God says, I'll make sure that I don't abandon you. The Lord will not abandon us when we obey him. Look at verse 9. As it is written, he the benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. Amen? Amen. And God, who gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, and bread for eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is administered by, by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. You see, people receive a gift thanks to God and God turns around and blesses you. That's how the kingdom economy functions. Don't for one day say that, no, I'm not going to do that. You don't know tomorrow. You, don't, you have no control of tomorrow. You have control of only today. In fact, you have no control. You just have what, you, what you're given. When God asks you to bless be quick to be a blessing. Amen. Because you don't, you know, if you're sensitive enough, you know that on the other side of giving and the other side of you obeying God is a blessing waiting for you. Amen. He says, I will not abandon you. That's God's guarantee. 
whether the, the, the farming is in the land or you're experiencing a personal farming, God says, I will not do what abandon you. Amen. Because you are my giver. You give because you are a giver. You are sided with me. I'll make sure that every good comes your way. Amen. The same God who did not abandon the Zarephath woman in farming in 1 Kings 17, the same God is, is God today that we are serving. Amen. And he cannot abandon us. He cannot abandon you Amen. in your personal farming. As a matter of fact, I declare in the name of Jesus that that farming is over Amen. in your life right now. Amen. I declare that farming is over Amen. in your life right now Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. I decree a change in your situation Amen. right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. The farming is over. Amen. The farming is over. Amen. Say that to yourself. The farming is over. The farming is over. The farming is over. The farming is over. Lift up your hand because you thank God right now. Lord, I thank you. The farming is over. For that brother or sister that has that has experienced personal farming, I thank you because the farming is over. Lord, we receive this word right now. You are you said clearly you are willing to abandon us. I thank you, Lord. The farming is over. Ah, Mama Sakanda Rama Korobaseke. The farming is over. The farming is over. Mama Sekende Rebo Korobaseke Rabakina Makanda. Merebo Korobaseke Rabakina Makanda. Ah, thank you, Lord. The farming is over. Ah, Mama Sakanda. In our lives, the farming is over. Yeah, Mama Sekende Rebo Korobaseke. Where there was a hindrance in the name of Jesus, I command that hindrance removed right now in the name of Jesus. Where there was roadblock, I command that roadblock dismantled Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. The farming is over. Amen. The farming is over. Amen. The farming is over. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Mama Sakanda, Rama Korobo Seka, Rabakina Makanda. Maraba Korobo Seka, Rabakina Makanda, Rama Korobo Seto. Maraba Korobo Seka, Rabakina Makanda. Ah, thank you, Lord. The farming is over. Ah, thank you, Lord. The farming is over. In the name of Jesus. The farming is over. Where there were no jobs. I said there are jobs Amen. because the farming is oh mama second where there was no no job. I say there's a job for you Amen. because the farming is over. Amen. Lord, I thank you the farming is over. Amen. Ah, I thank you the farming is over. In the name of Jesus, right now, I declare abundance in the name of Jesus. I declare abundance. For when the farming is over, there comes abundance. I declare abundance in the name of Jesus. I call in abundance right now. I call into our lives. I call into our lives. Abundance, I command you into our lives now in the name of Jesus. Ah, Mama Sakanda Rama Korobaseke. Merevo Korobaseke Rabakina Makanda. Ah, Mama Sakanda Rama Korobaseke. In the name of Jesus, money coming to me now in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Money coming to me now in Jesus' name. Money coming to me now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. The farming is over. Amen. Where there was no job, there are jobs now. I thank you. I praise you. 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 Where there was roadblock, it's been dismantled. The farming is over. 
the famine is over in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. Take your hands off with those package right now. Take your hands off with those package. Now, I release it, whatever it is. I release it right now. You go forth and bring that package. I in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for the famine is over. I thank you because abundance is here. Yes, I thank you abundance is here. For you are willing to abandon us. Oh, we praise you. We magnify your name. Say thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Nathan. Tell my son. In the name of Jesus, we claim favor. Favor, even as he seeks to buy that property, I thank you for favor. Favor with their, with their favor in their presence, favor with the bankers. I thank you for you provided for, 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 for everything. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you because your word says, in the time of famine, the righteous shall be satisfied. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I decree that we are satisfied in this time. In this time, in this economy, we enjoy plenty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for a right heart attitude. In the name of Jesus. I talk to him right now. Now we praise you. We praise you, we worship you. We magnify your name. Thank you, Lord. We yield to you. We yield to you that you might be glorified. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for enabling us to recognize opportunities to be able to be a blessing so you can bless us in return. I praise you, Father. I worship you. Be exalted, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you've done. Thank you for the famine is over. Thank you for the famine is over. Thank you for abundance is here. Thank you for abundance is here. Abundance of harvest. Abundance of harvest. Abundance of harvest. Yes, abundance of harvest. Not just financial. In everything that we sowed, in everything, abundance of harvest. Good harvest. Good harvest. In children's education, good harvest. In everything we do, good harvest. I call. I thank you for abundance of harvest. I thank you, Lord, for yes, Lord. I thank you. Good success. I thank you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for us a new day. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for giving us, instructing us to have the right attitude. Where we have been stingy, we repent, we say, forgive us. I thank you, Lord, for opportunities given us to be a blessing so you can bless us in return. Thank you because the dry, the dry season is gone. Mm-hmm. 
The famine is over. Abundance is here. We receive it. We go forth. We expect to see your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, in the name of Jesus, I plead and apply the blood over each and every, every one of us. Every member of our household is tenant family called with the blood of Jesus. I thank you. The bloodline surrounds us, separation from us evil. Thank you, Lord, for every person that comes down the sound of my voice. And members of the family, the extended family, that we are COVID-free. We are COVID-19 free. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you because you raised Jose up. Amen. Thank you because you cleansed COVID out of, out of the, uh, the family. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We bless you. We magnify your name. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. The bloodline surrounds us. Our homes, our businesses, everything we do. Separation of us evil. Schools at all. Separation of my first evil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord bless us and keep us. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Amen. The Lord lead us come upon and give us his peace now even forever in Jesus' name. Amen.